Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the eighth edition of the Roma Pod. I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted to welcome Nick Jones, our new commercial director for the Roma Pod this morning. Um, so, Nick, welcome. Please uh, just give a short background about yourself, um, where you've come from, and um, what your uh, in intentions are uh, now that you've joined, obviously, the best lender in the market, Roma Finance. <laughs> yeah, certainly, Scott. Um, so a little bit about myself. I started in finance uh, around 1996, uh, joined Royal Bank of Scotland. I did a couple of years there uh, and then joined a company called Together back in 99, uh, late 99. Started as a business development executive on the phone. First introduction to uh, specialist finance. You know, the firm was 20 odd years old that point and uh, they were looking to expand their distribution, look to grow lending and over the, the, the next 20 years grew the position, went right through the sort of sales side of it, uh, working with some tremendous people, some tremendous intermediaries and then obviously part of Together's great heritage being you know working with intermediaries and working with specialist companies uh, looking to, uh, to grow that out. And then, uh, yeah, working, started, started working in the field and then uh, moved out into the field and then managing the, the, the sort of sales team. Then as Together grew and obviously developed into a, a huge player within that specialist market, sort of focused on uh, a core of intermediaries, two together, uh, very much the specialist distribution market and, uh, and working with them right across the product range uh, on everything that they did on the residential and the commercial side. So um, that was uh, pretty much a, a bit of background, really. I don't have too many previous lives, spending 20 years at one company, which is uh, an, an amazing journey, an amazing journey. Fantastic. And I think it's fair to say that we, we've known each other for, for, for quite some time. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, 2003 um, when we worked together, um, back when it was called uh, in its previous guise. You're obviously head of underwriting. I was uh, working in the sales department, so uh, we had a wonderful working relationship. As uh, hopefully we can we can continue that one and uh, and work on that from that point. I think it's fair to say that we've both matured and grown. <laughs> we've both certainly matured. Yeah, yeah. Some better than others. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, look, I mean, we, we both had a job to do. Uh, my job was to obviously to protect or, or felt like I was the, the goalkeeper trying to protect Lancashire Mortgage Corporation as it, as it was then. Um, and, um, you know, your job was, was, was the salesman to, uh, to, to bring the business in. One thing that certainly from, from my point of view um, was that we always had a huge amount of respect for each other. Yeah. You, you were very, you were always very good and very professional at everything that you did um and um you know i'd like to think that i was most of the time professional um <laughs> i did and and, and how I did it um and you know here we are kind of 15 17 years later um yeah. working in collaboration now um yeah. to make roma finance into um you know what it can be and fulfill its potential which is to be hopefully the best, if not one of the best, um, lenders in its in its field. Um, yeah. You know, we've been on a journey for the past ten years. Um, we're now at a very much a crossroads, and there is a huge opportunity for this business to to grow over the next um, five five years or more. Um, you took some time off, I think, um, between leaving um, together and joining us. How, how was how was leave? Did you get much golf in? How was leave? Uh, leave was great. Uh, obviously, given first time I'd ever. First time I've ever had uh, sort of paid leave in 20 years and unfortunately the pandemic 
pretty put the uh, kibosh on playing golf five days a week with, uh, with four children. There was an awful lot of Fortnite, Netflix, YouTube, and the odd game of golf, shall we say, but uh, let's not talk about the golf. But uh, no, it was, it was nice to have a break and sort of recharge the batteries, get a focus again. And, and yeah, looking forward to, to starting all over again. And uh, how did you find your first golf lesson? <laughs> you know, um, I have to say, I've, what I realised was it's a lot more difficult. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot more difficult than you first think is golf. Um, it when, when I play a lot of racket sports, so uh, tennis, table tennis, uh, squash and badminton over the years. Um, and, um, you know, that is, uh, you know, you, you, you've got, I don't know, I don't know, I just find those sports, maybe because I'm so used to playing them, so much easier. But yeah. the, the ball just seemed to go in a random direction. And I couldn't, work, <laughs> I couldn't work out what was the difference between hitting the ball well, what I did differently, and not yeah. hitting not hitting the slicing it or curving it or or yep. hitting it. I couldn't work out what I was doing that was different yeah. between a good shot and, and, and a bad shot. And I can see why, A, it's an addictive sport, B, it's so enjoyable, um, and C, it can be incredibly frustrating at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's all of those things and, and everything else as well. The mechanics of the swing is obviously it's, it's, it's your entire body, including, unfortunately, the mind between the ears as well, which is 90% of the problem. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a great game, great sport, and uh, yeah, it was uh, great to have some time off and, uh, and recharge. But yeah, looking forward to getting back into something and uh, and going from there. Uh, me, how has your first week been at Roma Finance? Um, first week, I, I mean, it was it was very strange circumstances, obviously, given the uh, the lockdown, the current situation as well. Not ideal uh, for starting a, a new job, but um, but yeah, went out, met the team face-to-face, uh, felt exceptionally welcome. Uh, lots of ideas talking through, lots of embracement for the future. Everybody looking forward to, um, to what the future holds as well. So yeah, from, a, from a, a point of view of first week's go, you can't meet everybody in, in an office environment. Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. Felt very, very welcome and, uh, and look forward to uh, week two. Fantastic. Um, obviously, you've been in the industry a long time. We've both been in the industry a long time. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that we've not seen a year uh, like 2020 um, in, 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 in either of our, our careers. Um, what trends have you been seeing through talking and interacting with other people um, during 2020? Yeah, um, as trends go, change is inevitable. Um, there's certainly been a, a huge amount of change uh, and people looking at their businesses and how they can adapt their businesses moving forward. Um, Customers still looking to create wealth through property, you know, with the, the changes in the tax position over the last sort of 12 months, clients looking to maximize revenues with property conversions, HMOs, Airbnbs, holiday lets, etc. There's certainly a lot more uh, of those opportunities going to be coming up. Since, since the pandemic hit, this, you know, the desire hasn't uh, curtailed at all. Uh, changes in landing, uh, sort of appetite and obviously future nervousness over clients has slowed processing and intermediaries having to work harder for their clients as well but uh, the opportunities are still out there uh, for those investors who have the ability and determination to pursue property investment commercial property is still of interest and value um, with the uh, the current government changes to planning requirements and look to speed the processing up of that the changing class uses as well it gives more opportunities this section of the market for conversion so 
having a look at that, I think, you know, from, a, from a currently, the appetite's still there. Customers are still looking to make good investments in property uh, and look to, uh, to maximise yields. So, um, yeah, there's still those um, which are still about. I think it's fair to say that there's a huge amount of excitement. Um, people can see the potential. It's not without its challenges. You know, we, we've still got the, the government supporting people's wages and people's jobs in so many different uh, companies at the mm. moment. Um, lots of companies still taking advantage of the, the, the furlough scheme. Um, who knows where that will end up um, once October um, is out of the way. But I think it's fair to say the government's doing a lot of good things to try and you know, kickstart the economy. The eat out scheme in August, from what I understand, you know, restaurant bookings between Monday and Wednesday have been up enormously. And you know, yeah. people spending money is, is what will drive the economy. And, and, and people investing money in construction, again, is what will drive the economy. Infrastructure projects will drive the economy. And, the, and I think that one of the things that we probably didn't realize was how much of an impact a lockdown over one, two, three months can have on UK PLC, how so many, how the UK is so interdependent. So, you know, restaurants, travel, tourism, leisure, hospitality, these sectors are as interlinked and as interwoven with construction because people have got to be buying and selling and trading to generate the spare cash to go and enjoy these things and go on, on holiday, etc. And I think that um, one of the things that I didn't realise was it's, a lot of it's about confidence. Mm. People going out to eat food. I, I thought four weeks ago, uh, what, would, what on earth, how could I ever have the confidence to go into a restaurant again? How yeah. could I have the confidence to go on an aeroplane again? Um, and in the past four weeks, I've done both. Mm, mm, mm. I'm still here. I've not, I've not turned into a, 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 a pillar of stone. I've, I'm still alive, still kicking, fortunately. Um, and I think it is about confidence. The virus, you know, the virus is one that there's, obviously it affects lots of people in a, in a very bad way. Um, but we've got to get out and we've got to try and get back to life as normal. The reopening of schools is obviously incredibly important as well. Um, in terms of predictions for the next 12 to 18 months, Mm -hmm. depends obviously what happens over the next three months three or four five months but what are your predictions do you think for the next 12 to 18 months um yeah i mean no one has a a crystal ball and i think this uh scenario that we're in at the moment is, is has never been a scenario played out before so um Totally, completely unsure what could possibly happen. Um, but I think, you know, looking at uh, the, the past four and a half months will certainly have an effect on the economy. Moving forward um, with the government financial support, uh, that will be a challenge to get the economy back to pre-COVID times. Um, but let's not get away that we are a nation of homeowners. We are, we still do have a housing problem. So there will always be a strong housing, housing market. Uh, with a positive supply and demand economy, with opportunities for those who are still looking, uh, there will almost certainly be difficult economic times, um, redundancy and uncertain. Um, but there will be a bounce back. You can't change sort of people's behaviour. Bricks and mortar will always be an attractive investment and uh, for opportunity. So it will come back. And those that have the vision, the experience will continue to, to build wealth and, and, and build their portfolio as well. I think the, um, the difficulty that you'll have moving forward is how businesses will look, how will they be sort of set up. I think 
very few businesses, if any at all, were prepared for something of this sort of magnitude right around the world. You know, I think that uh, the government have, have certainly done financially all they can do to, to kickstart the market, to maintain the economy. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, you know, we're, we'll, we'll see how long that takes and what that looks like to, to repay that support that we've come out there. I believe we've, it was only a few years ago we stopped paying for World War II. So, um, you know, these things don't just take a, a few, uh, it's not just a few uh, overnight extra coffers uh, paid back. You know, it is a, a long-term thing as well. But again, you know, this, this affected the entire world and still it's affecting uh, many countries other than uh, other than New Zealand, where let's face it, we all wish we had Jacinda at the top of our tree as well. I mean, I mean, what a an absolute talent and, a, and an incredible uh, leader, world leader. Um, spent an awful lot of time, and you know, we talk about the break, you know, researching and watching. I think you know, talk about humanising the politician. You know, the absolute epitome. I couldn't uh, couldn't speak any more higher. But we are where we are. You know, everyone's economic requirements are. Uh, are different and uh, I think that you know there will be a, a tough 12 months coming economically but there will still be opportunity within that as well talking back to what we're saying about the change in you know commercial and the opportunities around um, you know the changing classes and how quickly we can get planning through for conversion ultimately we still have economy based off housing market and you talk about confidence before that's what everything is comes down to you know people's spending power comes down to their confidence in the economy the confidence in their property, the equity levels within their property as well. If they feel wealthier, they go out and spend more. Um, and it's an economy that we've had for, for a long time. But ultimately, I think that uh, over the next 12, 18 months, there will be some, some bumpy roads. And um, those that can adapt to change, it's not the strongest that survive, it's those that adapt to change that will be there in the future as well. Uh, you know, embracing technology, looking at the different ways that that can help. I think anyone had heard of Zoom or, or as, as much as Teams as they have now. And, uh, you know, everyone's done a family quiz and everyone's done a, a, a Teams call. And, you know, and people are looking at how they can adopt uh, different technologies into their business to streamline, make it more efficient. And, you know, and, and, and you know, that's certainly something that we'll be looking to do uh, at Roma moving forward as well. So apart from the obvious draw of working with Scott Marshall. Yeah, definitely. And Dan Hill. And John Reed, yeah, um, and um, some of the other people that we've got who are uh, ex together people from years gone by. Um, yeah, did you choose Roma Finance, uh, and what do you think the future holds, Nick? Hopefully, it'll still be with my appointment. That'll be a that'll be a good start. You know why Roma? Established lender in the market. Um, it's got a strong desire to support the intermediaries. You know that's a, a big. Uh, a big win for me. I'm a, I'm a huge intermediary fan of all shapes and sizes, you know, from the specialist distributors right through to the, uh, the independent financial advisor. It's a, it's a great industry with a great market with lots of lots of great characters as well. You've created a strong business model with robust underwriting processes and robust funding models. I think the first thing that struck me was the culture in the business. Um, and that was evident in the first week, you know, having a conversation with all the people who were you know, they've gone through some, some, some difficult, challenging times in the last few months, but really pulling together, highlighted throughout. You see that in a lot of the staff that, that I met last week, the passion for the business, a shared vision, and a, and a, and a huge opportunity, um, you know, to build on something that's already got straight, great foundations, 
you know, and, and looking to build on that, looking at the proposition, strategy, distribution. Um, it's a it's a perfect time and um, and something that uh, I'm really looking forward to. As I as I am too. It's been a while since we worked with each other, and yeah. I and I honestly I, I couldn't think of anybody better um, who or anybody who I'd rather work with than yourself, Nick, um, to you. make this business and into what it can be and fulfil its potential. I'm absolutely thrilled and delighted that you've chosen to join us, um, and I'm looking forward to working with you um, over the next 5, 10, 15 years um, as we grow Roma into something extremely exciting. So thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I wish you everything, Roma. Um, I know that um, uh, you know, with, with your passion, with your drive, um, with your plans um, and your strategic thinking, I know that we can make Roma into something extremely exciting. So thank you very much indeed and uh, look forward to working with you. And, and with, with Charlotte, you've got a great head of marketing. Um, with Lorraine, you've got a great um, head of underwriting credit operations. With um, you know, we've got a very, very good team. So welcome aboard, Nick, and uh, thank you again for joining us today. Speak to you soon. Thank you.